And this is a topic that Lex has titled CryptoZoo Games That Aren't Games. So Lex, without further ado, take it away. All right. So uh, the timing on this was great because Kotaku actually posted an article about it. <laughs> yeah, but... I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so a little context on it. There, there was a, a gentleman online named Coffeezilla who looks at various scams of different types, and he basically made the accusation that the CryptoZoo game, and I'd not heard of it up to this point, was essentially a scam. And, and well, can you the, tell tell the tell the listeners what is what is CryptoZoo? Well, that's the thing. If you go to their website, <laughs> the website basically is under construction. So I'm I'm having to recreate this from the stories that people have said yeah. about it, but. But at the core of it is it's you had a cryptocurrency that you would mm-hmm. buy. Yeah. With this, you could buy these eggs. Yeah. The eggs would hatch and the hatch would have various rarities. So if they, they were borrowing the old magic, the gathering, you know, common, uncommon, rare kind of thing. The artificial scarcity bottle where nobody would want the common stuff, but an occasional rare might be worth a lot of money. And then you could put them together. So you might get like one animal. And you get another animal and then you could combine them into a hybrid would make this new unique animal potentially more valuable than individual parts and the idea would be essentially that the game itself that's that's the game component right that you could do this buying and trading of these cards in some senses it, it nfts right this thing has everything by the way it's got an nft scam element to it it's got a crypto scam element to it. Well, it's okay. got, I mean, it's, it's got all the things people do nowadays well, to Lex, make money. You're going to have to explain something to me now. Yes. Okay. So they're like talking about that they're promising passive income to, yeah. to oh, I loved Coffeezilla's video, uh, the, his most recent one, where he's like, he's like, <laughs> for those of the Egyptian inclination. <laughs> Did you see that comment? No, but I... I oh, he's I, like, he's I, talking in the video. He's like, for those of the Egyptian, uh, um, you know, proclivity, uh, take a look at uh, what uh, shape this business plan makes. Yeah, the pyramid. <laughs> so. The pyramid. But so explain to me this. Like, so, so okay. So you, you, you buy this cryptocurrency coin. Right, so you buy this cryptocurrency coin. So you give them, you give them money. You give right? them money. You give them yeah. uh, fiat. That's right. Yes. That's the that's the word we all yeah. use. You give them fiat. They give you this crypto coin. You take yes. this crypto coin and you, you buy, buy an eggs. egg. The eggs and then, hatch. Okay, okay. So far, so good. So far, so good. But then, how in the hell is this supposed to make you passive income? Like, can you explain this? I I was okay, wrapping so- my my business brain around this. And I was like. How are so you making passive income off of this? So the, this is actually relevant to the topic. So CryptoZoo is not the only game that, the, not the only crypto buy something. No, it's not. Income. It's not new. Uh, another example of this is actually Earth 2. Now, Earth 2 in theory. So I want to cover this a little bit, right? Why do you actually take what's essentially well, a greater Can you greater tell the fool? listeners? I know what it is, but can you tell the listeners yeah. what Earth 2 is? Yeah, so Earth 2 is basically, know. right now it is... You buy plots on a big map that looks like basically Google Earth, but you're basically buying little sections of the Earth and a map of the Earth. And then each of those sections produces resources. And at some theoretical point in the future, there's going to be a game you play where you use these resources. Yeah. Okay. So this, I don't know if CryptoZoo was going to have that same sort of no. thing. No, 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 no. It, it is clear that they're doing the other part of it. So, So here's the thing about all of this type of business any rational human being if i went and i told you we're going to play the following game 
I am going to I am going to get I'm going to put five dollars in. Okay, so far and so good. So I'm going to give you five dollars. Oh, right? and I then love playing this game. we're going to get we're going to get two other people. Okay, and they're both going to give me five dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I've turned my five into ten. And then those people, I got to find two people. This is the old air. This is called an airplane scheme. It's an actual name for this. Anyone who looks at it for any length of time goes, that's nonsense. Like that just doesn't work, right? There's, you're going to run out of people to sell it to. So to get around this problem, the industry's come up with a trick. You have to have at some point, somebody in this chain is actually buying something that they want to keep for its intrinsic value. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah. So, but no, but this... People don't get this a lot of times, right? So so if you go to like Amway, in theory, Amway sells to people outside of their thing. Now I'm going to get the Amway people just go crazy on it, right? I've never actually met <laughs> anyone. You've made an enemy of the Amway yeah, people. <laughs> I, I've never met anyone who bought Amway products that was not an Amway IBO. I'm sure there's some percentage <laughs> of it, right? But if you really look at it, most of the people in these, the people in the system are the ones buying the product. And, and the real thing here is that Amway Corporation is selling a product to its IBOs and leaving them to figure out who'd resell it to. So Amway doesn't care what its IBOs do. That, that's completely irrelevant to them. And so they've made their money the moment that the distributors have bought the stuff to find some Funny poor thing. sucker to buy with. But here's the thing. The difference with the game is, in theory, there's supposed to be someone who wants the product. Exactly. Right. That's and, and so the an, component they're missing here. So Earth 2 tries to get around this by saying there's going to be a game. Sure. That people are going to play, and you as a landlord... By the way, this is not the first game, so we'll do a little history on this. If you look at the... This is not the first... Like If you look at Second Life... I don't know if you've heard of yes, Second yeah, Life. Yes, yeah, no, I know of Second Life, yeah. So Second Life, in some ways, I don't know if Second Life was the first, but Second Life is the first one I can recall that pioneered this notion. And it it, it was controversial at the time. So I'm gonna, we're going to do a little history section. we got to have a little history section of things, right? <laughs> uh, That's what we pay so you for, Lex. <laughs> there, there was a big conversation about having real money trading in games. In fact, some games, if I remember correctly, Diablo 3 even had a real money thing for a while. Eventually, they ran into a problem that real money trading runs into regulatory agencies. It does in various countries, right? So, so the gamers are pushed away. But if you but if you actually look at Second Life, Second Life, you buy their little their coin because they not crypto coin. They have their own little internal money. Like they they in some ways, there's a, a lot of the modern ideas are in Second Life, and you buy a plot, and the plots have a certain value, and you're allowed to resell them. And in theory, you can cash out, and the company will take a little hit. And then you can, in theory, make money through some sort of thing. And I, I tried Second Life for like a day or two, and I realized that so much of what I was seeing was people that had bought a plot and were trying to monetize that plot because they put money into it. So now they're trying to come up with ways to get you know, money out of the system. And so if you look at like Earth 2, they're trying to do the same thing, where it's like, you're going to buy this little plot and people are going to want your, re- they're going to want your resources. So you're going to get money back. And you know what's funny? Out of a game like that, like a, a game like that, like like you explained with Earth 2, like I know what Earth 2 is, like, and I've done my research on what Earth 2 is. Like, if you were to explain to me like Earth 2 in its basic raw form, and that's going to be kind of this like browser-like game right that like we we play this sort of like there's resources and you buy plots and blah 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 i'd be like yeah sure sounds like there's sounds like there's value behind that no right? no there's there's but, actually not there's not 
But there is no on value that. on Earth 2 as, as like, because here's the thing. Like, if they built the game, here's right now. Like, Earth 2 right now isn't a game, right? It's, a, it's just a thing. thing. The promise of a game is the carnival. Okay. You, Correct. This, yeah. is the carna- this is the carnival distraction. This is the illusionist distraction, right? The actual game, the actual product is operating on the greater fool theory, okay? The entire thing here is that the creators of CryptoZoo have found a way to get people to pay money to buy something with no intrinsic value, but fun, on the theory that they are <laughs> going to be able to do something fun in a game. And I air quotes, you don't see them, but you're going to play a game, air quotes, right? But that actually, then, that's the funny thing is they're talking about the game aspect. And I get the like collecting cards, like, thing, yeah, that's the and game, that's, a, right? that's a game. It, it is it under is, the narrow but definition. Like, it's it, not a... Roulette's a game, right? You don't make any meaningful decisions yeah. in roulette, and you just you just kind of hope you, you make money at the end, right? Well, but but this is why the greater fool is important, right? If if you took the game away, if there was no game to play, everyone would immediately realize that all that they're doing is selling you something of a value X. They're selling you at ten dollars, and you're hoping to resell it to eleven. And yeah. the person who's buying at eleven is hoping to resell it at twelve. Yeah. And the person who and, and that's and and any logical thought of the greater full theory says that's 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 bad. Like it, the only thing you could possibly do there is just try not to be the bag holder. But when you put a game when you say it's a game, when you put some activity to do on top of it and call it a game, which by the way, to me this is no different than these gotcha games and all it's the same basic premise. You you've you've got a way to make money you're selling people things with no intrinsic value like you can't do anything with these things other than resell it or look at them right (laughs) it's the only thing you can do with these things now as an owner i love how you you define that so beautifully lex (laughs) what are the two things you can do with them you can you can sell them or you can look at them And, and seriously, right? There, there, are, there are markets for that. People, people buy fine they paintings, right? They do. But look, can we go back for a second? Can we rewind here a step? I yeah. want to rewind here a step because uh, you disagreed with me, and I'm like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see why. Because I feel like Earth Two. Back to Earth Two. I feel like Earth Two does have the premise of being a good game. Right? Like premise it, does, is, it has a premise. It does. Okay. Like it's like it's it, like. But here's the one thing that's weird, and this is where I, why I'm rewinding is because I actually want to fast forward here. Because here's the thing: what does Earth Two have? And there's one big thing, one economic theory that Earth Two has that this whole crypto zoo doesn't have, which is scarcity. There's no scarcity. I could go make Earth Three tomorrow. No, no, no. no fair I enough. Can, on, and I'm the next talking. guy could go make the guy could make Earth Four. Correct. And the guy after I'm that saying... could make Earth Five. What is it that's scarce? <laughs> so here's the thing. So... They, they could literally just make smaller plots. There's only, any scarcity existing in Earth Two is completely artificial. Which, by the way, it is. is why crypto. Which is why Crypto Zoo had rare. The whole reason to have rare is because you got to have something. It's hard enough to get that it might actually resell. No, but here's like, the thing. So let's say, though, let's go with this example where it's kind of like, let's go back to the premise. So let's say that they actually made Earth 2 the game, right? They made, they spent millions of dollars that they currently have, and they made Earth 2 the game. And it was like this yeah. resource management sort of like prosperous universe on Earth mm-hmm. game, right? Fantastic, right? And you're, you're saying that they can make it second, and they could, right? They could easily make okay, it second. They so- can make the plot smaller, any number of things. 
But let's go with this. I'm, I'm kind of, I know I'm maybe weaseling my way into a definition I'm actually, here. I'm actually agreeing with you because Second Life has proven what I think you're about to say, which is that under if there's an actually underlying activity to do and certain big things become more desirable than others, there will be economic value in those things. I, and, I do accept. And the thing though is here, I just want to, I want to like actually make this really pure definition here about scarcity. It's that idea that there is the possibility for scarcity. You're right. You're right. There's also the possibility for no scarcity in that they can make the plot. They could subdivide the plots and, and all number of things, right? But at the end of the day, if they kept things the way they are, there's there's scarcity, right? There, like, okay. there is scarcity in the plots and there'll be more plots that'll be more desirable than others. I mean, we see that sometimes in, in other games we play. So fast forward to CryptoZoo, right? So here's what boggles my brain. My brain. So what was their plan? What was the what was kind of the going forward strategy behind them getting like cuz there's a market cap on can this I, on Can the- I can I tell you what it looked like to me? <laughs> sure. Dude. So so I, so the thing I got out of Coffeezilla and of course Coffeezilla ends his thing with all the poor suckers who got suckered oh, in, right? Oh, it's terrible. But here's the thing. I'm going to make a claim and I feel sorry for everybody that lost money. I'm going to make a bold claim i can't prove it i'm scared but i suspect that almost every single one of those people involved was just buying into the greater fool theory and was hoping to make money on somebody else holding the bag the fact that they're the bag holders just means that they were stupid enough to be caught holding the bag like they were just going to buy something of no intrinsic value they were going to hold an nft they were going to hope it went up in value they were going to sell it to somebody else and they were going to hope that person was the one holding the bag not them yeah. Right. Every single buyer of that stuff was speculating on an investment, hoping for greater fool theory that the other guy would pay more for this junk than you would. That's all they were doing. Because I didn't hear anybody talk about how exciting the game was going to be. And by the way, if you think that owning an NFT is anything meaningful <laughs> whatsoever, like, so, and I'm going to make a claim if, if it has crypto in it and it has NFTs in it and it's a game, you're getting ripped off. Right. You're getting ripped off. Like, so I play games because of the experience of the game. Yeah. Like, I play chess because I want to challenge myself (laughs) to see if I can (laughs) checkmate my opponent or not be checkmated. Games I play, I I play to achieve various things and do various things. And I'm spending money on the experience of playing the game, if I'm spending money at all, on the activity as a pleasurable use of my brain, of my time, as entertainment. I'm not trying to make money from it. I'm not trying to give somebody tons of money with it, right? I, none of those things are going on. Right? I'm just legitimately, I want to do the fun thing, and I'm going to pay to do the fun thing. That's it. If I'm buying NFTs or if I'm buying blocks of land that I can resell to somebody else, you're in a business, and you're in a business based on the greater fool theory that some other person is going to buy that piece of crap, right? And I might say that Earth 2 might, in theory, have some sort of game at some point in the future. But let me let me just be the skeptic. When somebody is making a lot of money selling crypto and selling NFTs and selling fake space on a fake world, they've got every incentive to take that money and run and very little incentive to produce any kind of product. Right. Well, the money has already been spent. Why do you need to actually make this thing? Right. There's there's a disconnect. 
So, so if I want to make a really cool game, I don't have to sit there and sell crypto and NFTs to do it, right? I don't need to do that to make a game. I do that to make money. And if I'm making money, the game is irrelevant. The game, in fact, is a illusion of an activity. You will find almost no actual game of any real quality. I'm going to make a cut. Give me five games out there that are high quality that are made with revenue optimization goals in mind is their primary thing, right? Good games are not made this way. Yes, they make money, they sell. But really good games are made to be good games, not to sell crypto, not to sell NFTs. And, you know, if you look at the thing about that whole thing is everybody involved, whether Logan Paul was actually scamming or not, I don't know, right? But clearly he's even stated other people were scamming in the thing. Like people were just running off with money. And if you look at the way that thing was funded, if you look at the way that people were just selling off their product as soon as they could, the people involved were not in the business of making a product anybody cared about. They were in the process of taking large amounts of money and doing who knows what hell was, right? And my point is you don't need to make a game that way. So if you are making a game that way, you're not making a game. You're making a business entity that you're trying to maximize your money on, and the game is an illusion to give the thing that has no value value. That's all you're doing. It didn't have any value before, but now it has some sort of theoretical value because there's going to be a game around it. So therefore, somebody might actually buy this crap, right? Because here's the thing. like If, if I come up to you and I was like, I've got x to sell and and I, you're going to buy them for me for five dollars and no one's going to want to buy them they better be really cute looking things for five bucks or you're not going to buy <laughs> them, right you're, you're not going to collect something but that you can't is, resell and, or but, have any interest in but the thing is back to the point about yeah. scarcity and value right uh and and it's it's weird because they talked like logan talked about the fact that they hand painted Right, they hand or hand drew like they spent a year hand drawing all this stuff. Yeah, and that's like, that's that's the that's the BS stuff, right? Well, and that it turns out to be like Adobe stock footage, right? Yeah. And, it, but the weird thing is, is like, so if they said, here's where I go with it. If they said to me that, um, that like this is an NFT that is procedurally generated. First of all, then there's no scarcity, but technically speaking. There is scarcity by that by that statement or by that definition because here's where I go with it. So let's go in a world whereby like like millions of these eggs and that's the that's actually the wackiest thing about this whole shebang is the fact that he's talking about that that these things have been hand painted and I'm like cool beans they've been hand painted congratulations to you. Um, how many did you make? Because the thing is is like won't this game stop this game? air quotes, yeah. <laughs> stop functioning after a second or two? Because it's like, you have all these millions of players, knowing knowing gamers as much as we do, you have all these gamers that are signing up this thing, they take their coin, buy an egg, right? And then the egg hatches. And it's like, oh, I got a panda. And then it's like, but millions of eggs later, they're going to run out of images. And so the weirdest thing about things. this whole shebang is the fact that that doesn't provide... so. You don't necessarily... You, you, that's where you have artificial scarcity. That's where you make some of the eggs happen one in 10,000 times. But then that's, that's how you do But that. that's not an NFT, right? Then that's not well, an NFT by... Maybe it's an NFT by its by the legal definition, but by the intrinsic value definition of an NFT, it's not. Because I was like... Okay. So you take a panda, this. and then it's like, 
Then you got Panda number two, and it might have a different NFT code on it, right? But it's just a freaking panda. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna make. I'm claiming, and I admit it's a it's a pretty strong claim. I'm scared. <laughs> no, that essentially what has happened here, and Earth Two is doing the same thing, in my opinion. Earth Two might actually get there because at some point, <laughs> yeah, at some point, at some they're point, gonna, people are either gonna leave it yeah, and realize exactly. it was a scam all along, or and I think gonna, they're actually gonna make the game. Right. But here's the thing. Right? <laughs> this is a this is a business of taking something with no value and creating the perception of value <laughs> with the understanding that part of the reason this has value <laughs> is because somebody else might get stuck with the bag. That's right? it. That's it. That's that's, that's exactly what this is. And yeah. the game, the use of game, it offends me. It offends that you. people stick. Well, just, that's because I'm. It offends a me too. Person, it's pretty right? sick. Pretty. It's that, pretty that sick. Essentially, we have we have sense. we have predators of a type. Like I actually have more respect for the gotcha cosmetic than I do for this. Right. The the gotcha stuff I I think is predatory in a totally different way. This is just I'm calling it a game because it's a useless product with no value that I need to resell. And the only way I'm going to resell is to convince the buyer that they're going to get more money for it later. And the only way this buyer is going to think that's possible is that at some theoretical point in the future, somebody might actually want this thing. And to get that impression, you have to get people to believe that there's going to be a use for it, right? So the whole Earth 2 thing is at some point, there's going to be a game that uses these resources. Yeah. I have no idea what this game is going to be or if anybody's even going to play it. But here's the thing. If that turns out to be true, then there is a theoretical textbook argument that if there's people in the game who are willing to pay money and need those resources and those resources actually have some value and they're reasonably scarce and 5,000 of the things, then maybe something which had no value before will have value Becomes now. to value. Exactly. Have value. Yeah. And that exactly. means that as a buyer, I can imagine that there's a greater fool who I can dump this on later, right? Because I can never get my own money out of it until the greater fool buys it from me or I get paid through some sort of passive revenue scheme, which are generally, and just to be completely clear, almost any passive revenue crypto thing has turned out to be a scam almost every single time. Well, that like, actually boggles it, my brain about the whole passive income thing. So so let's let's go and say that Pear, you know, me, I decided to buy an egg, right? And so I take my crypto coin, let's say it costs me 10 bucks, right? And I buy an egg, right? I hatch it and it's a freaking, guess what? A panda, right? And so I get this panda, I get this panda and then it's like, um, and then, and then what? I hatch another egg, right? That's the right. Correct me if so, wrong. Yes. So here's the here's the thing, right? I hatch I, and another. Egg. Yes. Little... No, I hatch another egg and combine the two. Yeah, this is what's a little unclear to me, right? So there's only really two ways to get passive income in these systems. But that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So how do you okay, do it? So so there's there's really only two possible ways. And and this is where the problem is. One way is to have some external participant who doesn't really care about the business of buying and selling these things. Okay. But instead is willing to pay for the resource you have on a rental basis, essentially that that they will rent the <sighs> thing, right? So you're saying I could rent out my panda. That's that's one option. Okay. The other is a Ponzi scheme, right? The other method is a Ponzi scheme. So you're saying where I dump where my panda people... into a Ponzi scheme. No. So, so the Ponzi scheme technique is 
I'm going to get passive returns and those returns are actually going to be paid are going to come from new participants who put money in the system. And so I'm getting a return, but the only return I'm getting is the return from new investment in the system. And that's just classic Ponzi scheme. It fails eventually. Right? So there's that method. And then I, there's a there's the non-passive one, which is essentially it goes up in value when I resell. Well, you could it, right? you could so say there's the that third method. method of like almost like a similar to how we did it in uh, like with a, like a credit union to some degree, where you could be you could make, like stipulate like okay, so you take the money that you get from all the coins that you've developed, right, and and you take the money. And then you invest it, right, in the in what have you not but, bonds. But, but here's but here's here's the thing, right? The reason that works in the real world when it works is because it turns out that if a farmer produces food and then sells it to a person producing goods, and then that person produces things, that the mass production of all the participants involved creates more than you started with. Correct. So there is investment, right? You you go in and you start a mine, right? And the, I want to open a mine. And, and somebody invests in a mine and the mine starts producing things and that gets resold to other people who, who turn that into useful things. That works in the real world because there's an overall increase in the amount of product and goods available in the world. That is, we are increasing the amount of stuff and therefore it's possible for the farmer to make money, for the guy in the mine to make money, for the investor to make money and for the person who buys the mining product to make money, right? Everybody there can come out ahead. It's actually possible to do that. In any of these types of situations, since there's no intrinsic value to begin with, the only money that can be increased is if somebody invests externally. Uh, 100%. No, and, dude, and I'm so totally you have, with you because I was, yeah, think, so, I was so, just thinking that yeah, exact same thought. Thing. And so the thing is, is that the passive income sources are either other people that are essentially not playing the passive income game. And so in Earth 2, it's quite specific that there's going to be something to do with the land. Sure. And because of the CryptoZoo site is down and because I've been following it indirectly, I don't actually have direct information about how you were supposed to get passive income. Dude, that's if what it, I was wondering. No, no, no. But, but I, I, suspect, looked in, I looked into it and I was like... Okay, there's got to be an answer here somewhere well, as to how I, I'm going to be making money off of my panda. <laughs> okay, so the, the three possibilities, and, and somebody might come up with a fourth, right? One way is the product appreciates in value over time. Sure. Okay, so that's one way. The other is the Ponzi scheme method, where the new investors are basically paying the residuals to the, new, the older Correct. investors, and somebody eventually gets screwed. The third way is some third-party investment. I didn't see that. Which makes me really skeptical. And then why would the third party invest, right? That's the other question. That's the reason why I'm not real sympathetic to those victims. I'm really not. Like as much as I saw those people at the end of... of, Such a harsh take. Every single one of those people invested in the belief that this was going to... They were going to be able to dump their crap on somebody else for more money. That's that's every one of them did that. Yeah. Now, uh, some guy was talking about his kid. Hey, maybe somebody has a five, 10-year-old kid who just wants to look at the NFTs, right? Maybe. Maybe that's your audience, some guy that just wants his kids. But can I ask also but, the same, the other I question don't. as to like, how much did how much did these crypto zoo coins cost? Yeah, I'm unclear on that. I don't, I don't. Because know they're the talking prices. about like millions of dollars. I'm like, how many, how many coins did you, and how did you get all these animals? Like, and I get it, and like it really is like people are talking about that they spent all these this money, and I'm kind of with you to some degree. I'm like. Like, what was that of your savings? What was that of this? Like, here's the thing. If some, like, rich person wants to toss $10,000 
in what have you not. I'm like, okay, like that's your prerogative. But if like, if normal Joe's tossed money in thinking this, I'm like, yeah, you're right about the greater fool. Cause I think, you're, you're I, think it, on. I think it's zoo coin. And if yeah, yeah, it's is, is worth virtually nothing. Right. Yeah. So, so there, here's the thing, right? This is another gimmick you play. And this has been talked about from other people. One of the benefits of having these crypto coins, not only do you lock the money in, the fiat is now locked in. You also get, you also have these weird structures in which the relationship between the value of what you're spending and what's costing are disconnected, right? If I make you pay 5,000 coins, you don't know what that means unless you're converting it in your head. And sometimes they have like a coin, yeah, input we talk about coin, that, like, psychological and, distance. Yeah, yeah an, an input coin, an output coin, and a middle conversion coin. And really quickly, anyone who's not sitting down with a spreadsheet is essentially unable to understand the value of that. It's a psychological game. It's completely understandable. I mean, it's, it's look, I, I'm of the opinion that maybe Logan Paul didn't start out as a scammer, but this thing's sketchy to start with. The whole idea oh, is sketchy. Well, you know what? This right? reminds me a lot of, and reminds me a lot of the debacle. Are you familiar with the Soldier Boy console? No, but I'm going to look it up right now. No, I, I, I can explain in like five seconds to you here. So essentially oh, yeah, Soldier Boy, if you're familiar with Soldier Boy, right? He's like a famous, I, I don't listen to his music, but he's like a famous, really oh, famous. Oh, Soldier rapper. Boy. Okay, yes. Soldier. I, I know Soldier the name, yeah. Boy, yeah. yeah. So anywho, he made the Soldier Boy console, essentially. And essentially, I kid you not, it was, according to sources, it was, um, it was like an Amazon China console like it was some sort of like console and it, it had like illegally ripped off games on it oh and it was so, and so they took this 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 china made crap console this little hand it was like a psp essentially they took this crap console slapped soldier boy's name on it and then they i don't know who it was but somebody told soldier boy that he's like oh yeah now you're like congrats like it's almost like it was like a scouts like you know like scouts like badges thing where it's like oh congratulations soldier boy you're now a tech mogul because you've sold our china crap console let me uh let me give you a, a wonderful piece of life advice <laughs> you, okay um it would behoove you <laughs> and, and 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 save you enormous amounts of pain and misery are we gonna make a t-shirt of a, what, of what you're yeah, about yeah. to say to never ever ever buy anything pawned pushed by an influencer oh, or a celebrity that. endorser right yeah. it, it's it should be obvious People are not that obvious for psychological reasons. I mean, the whole reason this crypto zoo thing had any money in it is because a famous guy touted it, right? Nobody'd care about this thing. Nobody's going to pre-buy this crap, and it's crap, okay? Nobody's going to pre-buy this crap before it's out, before anybody's even seen the thing on because – you know, I decided I wanted to make it. You and me start our own little crypto business and see how many people we'll sell it to, right? <laughs> but all we, but all we have to do is get one influencer to promise them a certain per portion of the coins, and that's all you do. You say I'll give you twenty percent of the coins or whatever number it is, and all of a sudden, complete people just come out of the woodwork and go, "Well, the influencer's involved. It's going to make tons of money." But doesn't this and smell? Then, doesn't this smell, Lex, like like this whole crypto zoo thing smell? Because like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um it turns out that like the crypto technology behind um, the crypto zoo stuff is not even like crypto zoo proprietary, right? It's just like some sort of thing, right? Like, it's just okay. like some sort of why, knockoff. Why, why spend money? Okay. So 
scam artist this is unfortunate life lesson i've learned from dealing with scam artists okay because it's one of those things i've had to deal with the one thing scam artists are not going to do is part with their money any faster than they need to right that's not how the scam works right you do the cheapest crap possible you turn you get up in front of people and you tell them you've come up with the neatest coolest idea whatever and all you you don't innovate anything you don't come up with any new idea you just slap crap on the front and call it gold that's how scams work right and and you know it's clear even if crypto wasn't intended to be a scam a bunch of scam artists were involved i mean so it's logan paul can be entire defense of logan paul and we laughed about this earlier was i'm such an idiot that i didn't see that all the people around me were scammer artists like that's your defense that everyone you worked with ripped you <laughs> off okay so that's your that's your entire defense i wasn't doing anything evil but everyone around me was running off with my money and i ended up broke okay well, well it's i'm an idiot defense it doesn't okay that's that's not a particularly compelling defense it it might be true it doesn't speak well to him and to be completely fair in his defense he wasn't willing to take a little knock on the side for that one, right? But so maybe he wasn't the scam artist, but somebody was clearly scamming. And the thing about scam artists is that they don't do hard work, okay? This is the, the saddest thing about scams. Scam artists work really hard at stupid stuff. They work hard on the pitch. They work hard on the sales. They work hard on the getting you invested. They don't do any work beyond that, right? They don't pay bills. They don't. They, they, they basically they pay as few bills as possible they leave stuff hanging they don't hire the people they said they were going to hire they don't do the things they said they were going to do like it's amazing how consistent scam artists are at what they do right they they put everything they have into convincing you they're legitimate and that's the only thing they do for work and so, of course, the technology is borrowed from somebody else. Of course, everything is knockoff. Of course, the image or just stock image is borrowed online. Of course, they hire a felon to basically produce the thing. Of course, he doesn't hire all the people he claimed he was going to hire. Of course, everybody involved just does the minimum and runs off with the money. Like, that's totally normal for these things. I mean, the funny thing about CryptoZoo is everything about it is an obvious, blatant scam. The pissed off part for me is they said it was going to be a game to get people to buy into the scam. And I hate that because it damages my passion. I love games. I don't love this stuff, but I love games. And so everything about this just has scam written all over it. And whether or not the Logan Paul was just the paid off front man and didn't know anything, okay, weird defense but okay or whether or not he actually was involved in it is a question i don't have the answer to i don't have enough data on that but the actual product itself was designed as a scam run as a scam placed as a scam and the original people buying into it were buying into greater fool thinking somebody else would hold the bag there's nothing about this is legitimate there's nothing to celebrate in any of this thing it's just a bad business all around now i'm more sympathetic to earth too i, I actually think that there are some actual potential games there. But I'm a little skeptical that the guy claiming to deliver it's actually going to be able to. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that, you know, Shane is going to be able to do what he says he's going to do. He's the, he's the or two guy. He's like, he's got some pretty elaborate claims. And I'm not sure if he's in on the scam or if it's just going to turn into a scam. I mean, I've, I played a lot of Eve online, right? And, I was involved for a little while with the one of the D bank little in-game banks 
and the guy eventually scammed. I got out of it. I was he kept selling me the story, and I'm like, okay, this this isn't legitimate. So I just basically said, I'm done. This doesn't look legit. And of course, like two months later, he just runs off with all the money. And his statement was, I didn't mean to start that way. I didn't mean to start as a scam, but you know, eventually I just realized I couldn't make the thing work. And there was a bunch of money in front of me, so I just decided to take the money. Because you know, it turns out that when people are stupid enough to bankroll a game for millions of dollars before it's been made, some of those people are going to look at that money and go, I've already done all the work I need to do. Well, you know what's wild? Why would I just take it? So Logan Paul made a video uh, yeah. yesterday, by the sounds of things. And if you, I know you watched it and I watched it. But you know what's funny in all that conversation, all that video that he did, nowhere in the video was he like, I'm going to like, like, sure. Like, here's where I'd go with it. I'd be a little bit more sympathetic if he was like, okay, I got conned and like I was dealing with con people. I'm like, oh, shucks. That, that, that's unfortunate that that happened. But he's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to repay all the people that invested in this thing. Right. Like I'm going to offer refunds. I'd be like, hey, good. Like, because he talks about how he's like trying to be this like, like in the, in the video you watched, remember? Like he's like, yeah. that like, I've done uh, all these just, things to try to make the, myself good and, and better. And like, I'm trying to be a better human being. I'm like, okay, you know what? You Guess what, Logan? You have been gifted. You have been awarded on a silver platter the opportunity for another shining example of being a good human being and a good person. Get ready. It calls refunding all the people that invested in this stuff because you know like you you were conned right and scammed and everybody was scammed right and it's like okay fair enough but you have the money right like i would be very shocked to learn uh logan paul didn't have the money to to refund these people you know and i think part of that is paul's net worth (laughs) i I have a suspicion that one i doubt he sees the buyers as as victims and to be honest i don't see them as victims either I, I, I'm being really cynical here, but it's like you bought into a product that you were hoping was going to go up in value and you could toss onto somebody else. That's what you did. Well, the fact that the fact that the value didn't go up and you lost all your money. And it's so funny who? too. The um, in in uh, Coffee's video that they they kept talking and talking and talking and talking about like they're like don't worry there's going to be this this big marketing push and there's going to be this marketing push now fair enough like coffee might have skewed some of the perception right well, I, like, I like i like the pre- i like the presentation but it's not it's a one-sided it is job so, yeah so, I mean, it's what it, is. it is what it is um <laughs> it did remember what we said in discord it's like it did the one thing it sought out to do which was entertain us <laughs> and it did it um but he talks about, and I said that I was going to talk in the podcast here about like the marketing angle. Like, what are they expecting in terms of marketing? Guess what? Uh, an influencer going on a podcast, their own podcast, and like talking about the product, that's marketing. Like that right there is the purest definition of promotion, of promotion, right? Like, so you have a crap product with a crap price at a, a crap place, whatever the place might be. Um and then it's like you have promotion, which is Logan Paul going on a podcast talking about it. There you go. That's the push you need. Like, I don't know what they, I don't know what further, like, because the thing is, is if you got this scenario here, it's it's funny, we, we kind of have danced around this a few times now, but you know, it's like he's sitting here with all this money, right? That people have invested into his coin. And it's like, do you think he's going to take a cent of that now and pour it into advertising? Yeah, it's why like, would he do that? Pardon, sorry. 
Yeah, why would he do that? He's already got. Well, exactly. It's like, it's like, like this is this this is what gets me, people. It's like, like people will join Amway. I'm gonna hit on Amway again, right? And <laughs> okay, Lex, we Lex, we already said we can't make enemies but, of the Amway people. Okay, but but, but here's the thing, right, Lex? Okay, <laughs> it, it, I'll pick on any of those ones, right? They don't teach you to sell. First of all, any business that involves sales, where no sales experience is required, should be a warning to start with, right? And then they make no effort to teach you like that. What they do is they do a lot of psychological mind games to inspire you on, but they don't sit down and provide the basic skills to sell the thing because that's not what their business is doing, right? The business of this game was for a bunch of people to create a large amount of product that has no value, sell it to other people, and then let the other people take the loss. That's the entirety of this business. The fact that the people, the, the, the disappointment of the initial investors was they didn't even get to the point where they could accelerate it and the original buyers could dump it, right? All the original, all the people that bought after the original investors were all thinking they were going to be able to play this game. They were all going to see the Bitcoin thing. I have a friend who made a ton of money on Bitcoin, right? But he bought it like nothing years ago before it was a big thing. Well, and that and, goes back you know, to that idea. Well, it goes back to the idea about value, right? And I think of, I, th I can think of a prime example in maybe both our lives to some degree, maybe not, maybe just in my life, you know. Um, Here, here's the thing about, here's the thing about Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin can be used to buy things. It can. Well, that's, that's, be that's before can, it wasn't, but yes, now but, it can. <laughs> but the point, the point is, is that Bitcoin has value specifically because it can be used for exchange. That's its only real value. The fact yeah. that somebody will take it in trade. But the thing is, is also there That's is this idea about scarcity, right? Providing value, right? Well, that this, the scarcity makes the product more intrinsically value as a unit, right? I mean, Correct. it's and, and to be completely fair, the, the whole crypto zoo thing, it was very clear. Uh, Magic the Gathering figured out really quickly that, you know, you had one, like the original booster packs back when I was buying these things, it was like, one rare, three uncommons, and the rest were common, right? And it got to the point where people would buy the booster packs, and it would just literally just get to the rare, toss the rare out, because they had all the uncommons, they had all the commons already. It just Those were useless to them. And essentially what they were really selling was $1.50 or whatever the money was that day. I think it was like two bucks for the booster packs when I was buying them. And most of that stuff was worthless. All the value was in, was in the rare. And I, I missed out on the Magic the Gathering thing. I got in nine months too late, or there's a chance I might have had a Black Lotus or a Mox. Like, I was really, I was, like, second floor of this thing. And I, I ended up with a bunch of Legends cards that I was able to resell for more than I paid for them. So I, now I loved the game, to be completely fair. I, was, I wasn't looking at it as an investment opportunity. Certain people were. But the thing is, is that there was a rarity dynamic. And this game was yeah. selling as a rarity dynamic. Because here's the thing. If they didn't have a rarity dynamic, people wouldn't buy it because it'd just be a bunch of common junk that everybody'd sell amongst themselves. They deliberately designed it with rarity to increase the artificial scarcity. And it's once again, it's totally artificial scarcity. It's doesn't it never had any value to start with. That's that's the key thing here that just really gets me. Nothing in this game had any value at all. None. The only value that it might have ever had was maybe you could sell it to some other idiot or or maybe there was some sort of passive <laughs> income thing. Well, in the game aspect, the, like, the you know, this the isn't freaking Pokemon. 
that's the thing, right? The, if you look at Magic the Gathering, Magic the Gathering can be invested in. Why? It's a card battler, right? There's a because game involved. There's a game. And, and this is the trick. It's not... CryptoZoo and Earth 2 are not really games, right? They The game aspect is a illusion. Now, I would say that Earth 2 is much closer. They, it is. Tried to, but CryptoZoo they, has like... CryptoZoo, crypto, like, here's the thing. Earth 2 has the possibility of two things that we've kind of identified tonight, which is one being scarcity, right? There could be an avenue of scarcity. Two being... Um, that there could be a game down the road that could be yeah. played with CryptoZoo. Crypto there is this, there's this like this unfathomable, like there's no such thing as like there's scarcity in what sense? Like you can't, there's not an infinite amount of animals in the animal kingdom for people to get. First of all, first, second of all, there's not an infinite amount of cards that you can hand paint. <laughs> and so then you get like a bunch of pandas <laughs> on your hands and then okay, but the, the here's the second thing there's no freaking game there's yeah, no game you collect the, cards it's like looking you know what this is no actually des or des oh no call <laughs> me Lex. des okay <laughs> Lex, you know three, what? three you know letters what? e in the middle you came close we're being too harsh we're being too harsh lex there is a uh, game no. that my 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 deceased aunt used to play and you know what? I get it. I understand what we're talking about here. Okay. We are talking about. <laughs> you can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> Logan, Logan Ball <laughs> has invested in digital beanie babies. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about beanie babies. Okay? Oh, you're gonna go <laughs> so. Let's be fair. The, oh, the Beanie man. Baby guy understood, oh. <laughs> understood artificial scarcity. He really did. Uh, like he, yeah. the cell of the cell. Well, of it was Beanie like limited babies, edition, right? That was the thing everything. Had, yeah, babies. it was. It, <laughs> Can't it was designed. The thing is, is that in theory, certain people would enjoy the Beanie Babies just for the product. It right? true. Yeah, 100%. that's that's the that's the thing, right? <laughs> you can you can sell like. In in fairness to Amway, I've I've hammered the hell out of them. Right? But, <laughs> Lex, we were talking about can't make enemies out of them. Amway over Amway's products are overpriced. But at least but there's a actually, product. <laughs> there's a product. And yes, you can you can I, I have Amway detergent, for example, is actually usable. You can buy it. You're, you're wasting your money, but that's opinion, right? But if you like it and you want to buy it, you can use it. But so the there's beanie, a minimum intrinsic value to and this. And beanie babies have a value in the sense that they're plush animals. Yeah. Like and like they're they are kind of like there's the brand behind them. There's this collective like collective sort of community around them to some degree. And but and but they but the values is, is fairly limited. Right? It is. It, it is fairly limited to the community. But then let's go a step further with CryptoZoo. CryptoZoo took freaking Adobe stock footage pandas and put it <laughs> put elephant snouts on them <laughs> it is hard to look at this thing with any seriousness the reason i have no no there's no uh, value the reason i have no respect for the victims is because i refuse to believe they were that stupid well, the idea was the, the idea was i would say stupid. you can't really i don't know that's kind of uh... okay there's there's nothing about the presentation that's been provided that it has any appeal other than I want a greater fool to spend more than me. And I've got no sympathy for people who take speculative losses. I've taken speculative losses. Bad on me. It's you speculate. I've had speculative gains, right? 
If you're buying it for speculation and you lose money, I don't care. You speculated. The only thing I care about is if you got at, if you got legitimately lied to, like the person openly made false promises and didn't deliver. Maybe that's my sympathy. But in this particular case, my sympathy is limited because there's no game here. The game looks stupid. The appeal to these things is the resale value. So you bought a speculative investment and you lost money. Well, and they're talking about the passive income thing. And like they're like passive income. There's going to be passive income. There's going to be passive income. And I'm sitting that, here that being like... Make, that should make you run away. But no, no, no. Fair enough. Let's, no, no. let's, no, let's, no, let's no, I've examine. Actually, I've, actually, I've listened to economic guys who basically say passive income is almost always a myth, right? There are sources of passive income. They're very limited. Yeah. But the thing is, is so like they talk about... And you talked about like people that are the stupid, right? Like, so they talk about passive income and I am... I took a magnifying glass to this business proposal, you know, like, cause I, I do work in this, in the yeah. world of business and, and, and marketing actually large in part is about business proposals. Right. And so it's like, I'm looking at this thing being like, okay, passive income, passive income, passive income. Where the hell is this passive income coming from? Like, because you can't just make up money out of thin air. Like unless Logan Paul himself is chucking money at this daily as the passive income, like, I just don't see it. <laughs> are you are you familiar with the greater fool theory? Well, you've explained it to me, yeah. Yeah, but but the key idea is the greater fool theory does allow for the possibility that something is a reasonably useful investment as long as there is somebody else to buy it, right? Sure. And and so like beanie babies. Did that part I kind of buy? Look, passive income is a little bit like free to play in the sense that it's so I have a source of passive income and it's not particularly passive, right? So let's say you buy stocks. This is passive income, except for the fact that you really do kind of need to manage it a little bit. But yeah, you'll you'll make interest income off that. You can yeah. make passive income off of real estate. Though, I, though if you get into real estate, expect a lot of heartbreak and a lot of pain to get that free money, right? You'll constantly hear it, it, is, it is a sign of a scam. Another little thing. One of the first signs of a scam is you will somehow make money without doing anything. Like that is always a scam. Like it's it's like every well, no, form of Lex. No, you, every, Lex, every they didn't form. do anything. They didn't. Sorry, they didn't do nothing. What they did was they took their money and they're like, "Look, a well," and they tossed it down the well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this you, is the equivalence, get... Lex. This is the equivalence of little Timmy at the mall fountain being like, "Mommy, can you give me a dollar to throw in the well?" Sure, honey. <laughs> You get you get what I'm saying, right? Which is and then the, you get a be then you get a beanie baby as the prize. <laughs> Throwing the money yeah. in the well. The, when 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 someone <laughs> offers you passive income, a crypto coin yeah. with passive income, you 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 actually ask the relevant question. I did. Where? Yes. Where from? Do I get any Here's passive funny, income from that question? No, unfortunately, no. We're doing work right now, buddy. We may not get paid, but we're doing work, right? The point is, is that you know, it's making money unless you just inherited it. And I've met a few people that inherited lots and lots of money, and they're interesting enough. Many of them work amazingly hard for people that don't have to work. It's it's keep making money is not easy, even when you have a lot of it. It's 
you have to work to make money. And I don't mean the whole conservative, you know, hey, you got to got to work in man. I'm talking about just nobody gives you money for free. It just doesn't happen, right? And so if you're going to buy something that's going to be passive income, the number one question is where is that passive income going to come from? Why is the other person going to give you money? And of course the game is the sales pitch. That's that's the gimmick, right? Because you can't you if you if you just have a bald idea of I'm going to just you give me a dollar and I give you a dollar 10 back every week. You're going to wonder where that 10 cents comes from. You're going to start asking yourself where did that 10 cents come from? And of course, they're going to give you some, uh, you know, I do high speed arbitrage or some other bullshit, right? That's not really true. That makes you convinces you that they've got some magic formula. I work in machine learning. I've talked to, <laughs> I've talked to it's many, <laughs> let me put this way. I have talked to so many people who do machine learning, statistical analysis, time series analysis. I've interviewed people before that have tried to come up with ways to predict the market. No one can do it reliably. Some people can, and the only people that make money on it, like this is all they do every single day. They just sit there and they just look for investments all day, every day, and they work really hard to find them, right? This idea that there's just this magic money machine where somebody's got this smarter algorithm than you, that's that doesn't really exist. Or the idea that there's going to be some buyer that's going to play this game and they're going to like that's just a, that's none of that's true. Like that should have been a warning sign. And and when someone tells you that they're going to make a crypto investment with passive income, you need to walk away. Yeah, that that's just well, my say. Walk away. That's and the worst a false thing is, is promise. And I I feel like we we're being the dead horse now here, but like we kind of are. Well, no, 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 no. It's all good. We are. Um, you know, with Magic the Gathering, right? Like it's a card battler, right? There's and like why you wanted the rares and why you wanted whatever's is because it's like that 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 that's like a part of value in this game, right? There's there's this yeah, value but, aspect and that you're doing this. And like I think of another example. Uh, but 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 here's the thing: the reason Magic the Gathering cards can have value, and long-term intrinsic value, is specifically because the vast majority of the players never make any money on it and don't care, right? Yeah. People are putting money in the system for the game, and therefore there is an income source that's external. That's the whole idea if you're going to play a game, right? Yeah. That that's legitimate, right? And I think that's the sales pitch of the crypto zoo is because most of the people playing the card battlers have to know that they're never going to make any money playing it. No, they just do it, and that's fine. They just do it because they enjoy it. Yeah. So what Same this crypto thing of buy video games is, I, and I think that's what why you and I look at Earth Two and crypto just slightly different, right? Crypto Zoo looks like you got to be kidding me. Nobody's gonna. There's nobody gonna be playing this stupid game. Well, there's no game. There's no game. Right? <laughs> there's no it, game. What what game well, are you talking about? It's like so a card collection game. I don't like the term. One of the problems of the word game is game can carry some pretty flexible meanings, like <laughs> it's true. That, yeah. like like casino games. I mean, the game casino games aren't games. I mean, not in any sense that I care about, right? Mm -hmm. You just you just put money down and the thing spins or whatever activity you do, and for ninety percent of those things, no no decision matters anyway, and you just slowly but steadily lose money. And that's that's what you do, right? But we still call it a game, right? There's still that term still carries that. So unfortunately, you can call something where you just collect cards and then trade them amongst you. You can kind of get away with calling it a game. Like crypto zoo, possible is, definitions. Like crypto zoo's equivalency of the definition of a game 
is it's no more a game as a, a little Timmy throwing money down a well and be like, all right, Tim, we're going to do that again now. Are you having fun playing this yeah. game? Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And you having yeah, fun? You having fun? You're winning yet, son? <laughs> what's weird is is that I suspect that if Logan Paul had, had given in as a, a not called it a game, and we wouldn't be talking bald, about it. <laughs> bald, well, not, we wouldn't be talking about it, right? But bald faced, you can't you can't sell stuff without a hook. And his hook was it's a game. That's 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 the, the whole thing here. The hook, yeah. I mean, it, it, the the whole concept of the eggs and the shortages, all that's just fluff. <laughs> what shortage? That's what I'd also like to know. Yeah. Well, I th- I think some of the eggs were supposed to, like they were well, going to sure, do there'd the be like this like thing, but like to what point? Like there can't be infinite permutations, right? Be, but because because of the gimmick of artificial scarcity, right? It's just. The idea was going to be that people were going to get really excited about these things and they were going to be happy to see them, which I, these aren't paintings, folks. It's not, you know. Well, yeah, they're not paintings. And the other thing, too, is like, so like, like I said, like, so NFTs, right? NFTs work on the concept that there's this picture. No, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to pause you. Work is too strong a term for NFTs. (laughs) No, nothing works about NFTs other than somebody loses their money. It's true. But like the thing about NFTs is the idea that it's like you have this unique identifier behind the picture. And I would say congr- NFT, like, congrats. NFT, like, NFTs are frauds. Okay? No, they are. Like, I agree. Th- there's, th- there are some limited cases, none of which we're talking about, in which a codified, basically a, a, a token that carry some sort of specific value could be used. That's not how they're being used. They're they're the funniest thing about the whole NFT thing is how much the market is suddenly just crashed on itself. Oh yeah. Well there was nothing because there, pe- there was nothing because there was there was nothing to hold it up. There was no intrinsic value to any of it. Right. No. And it's it's just that's what really makes me skeptical. But, but the reason I have no NFT- sympathy for people it was NFT crypto with an influencer there's nothing about that that should anyone should think is legitimate but here's the thing it doesn't even fall in the realm of of feasibility of what the like the definition of value behind an nft is to some degree because that's like an nft is like you have a picture of a monkey blowing a bubble out of bubble gum i don't know and there's like a code behind that right there's like a line of like there's there's a token behind that. This is a fun fun fungible token or whatever, okay. and that's the thing, right? And I'm like, cool. I understood it. I understood the value. I was like, Kate, I get it. We're but it's not like this thing actually has any real like farmer food on the table value. It's more of a societal psychological value, which I'm like, fair enough. From a marketing standpoint, I'm like, I get it. I get what we're trying to yeah. do here. But then it's like, but but Logan's Paul's game doesn't even play that. Because it's like you can't have unlimited amount of animals. Eventually, you will repeat. But the thing is, is like nobody like if the idea is to collect animals or whatever. It's like it just it just boggles my mind because you're gonna get a panda and then somebody else is gonna get a panda. But it's like I don't care that you're like your panda is not worth more money than my panda, right? Even though it might be an NFT. And and both of them are almost immediately gonna have a value of zero. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what's that's so the weird joke. to me. That's like, the punchline. That's the, that's, that's the punchline. That's, that's all should pay. That's why. You know, your pen and my pen, zero dollars. <laughs> that's why I'm not sympathetic to the victims. Yeah. And, and now, do I 
Now, having said that, having said that I have no sympathy, do I think they have a court case? Do I think that they should be repaid? I do. Yes. Clearly, the project was not delivered. There was rug pull all over the place. So getting away from my lack of individual sympathy for speculators who lost money, I despise the people that stole it from them. Even more, I'm like, look, you're a victim because you tried to you tried to make money and talked yourself into something bad. So you shouldn't have done that. But the people who came out of here and made all that money, who apparently made millions and stole millions from the thing, I got no respect for those people. Those people should go to jail. Let me be completely clear. Yes, the victims shouldn't have been so stupid. But the actual people who constructed this monstrosity, the people that committed the criminal acts, they need to be punished. That's that. Let me be clear on that point. And you know, I, I hate this kind of thing infesting our business. We've already got a problem with the gotcha games and all those monetizing AAA crap that you and I have talked about ad nauseum. That's bad. But to be completely fair, even though I think a lot of those games are stupid. Many of them are actually legitimately games. You can play them as games. You can enjoy them as games. They might be abusive. They might be addictive. They might have things I don't like. But the simple fact of the matter is you can play those games for fun and have fun playing them. Many people do. This does not feel like that. Mm -hmm. This feels like a bunch of people use the game as an excuse to make money. And I, I feel the same way about Earth 2 to a lesser degree. I feel like there's some people who've come into our field and our passion and realize that there are people here that want to make money that think that they can take gamers. See, here's the reason I have very little sympathy. I'm a gamer. And the way these people had designed this thing was that I was going to play this game and I was going to give my money to these speculative vultures who were going to make money off me and resell it for more money. I was the target here. I was the person who's supposed to be throwing their money away on whatever dumb game this was. And that's part of why you see so little sympathy from me. Because they said, gamer, I can steal their wallet and make money doing it. And I'm going to provide them low-quality entertainment that they're not really going to enjoy. And so... I was one of the stooges, you know, they, they wanted to stooge me basically. And I'm not going to buy this crap, but the simple fact of the matter is, is they went gamers love to spend money. So I'm going to go into the gaming sector and I'm going to call it a game and I'm going to get gamers to buy it. And I'm going to rip off my investors with this. It's going to be a game. And that's that I think is why I'm so passionate about this because it's, it's taking, it's using your and my passion to play games and trying to monetize it as part of somebody else's scam. And I just don't like it. Just got no no love of it at all. It's probably about as passionate a topic as you're ever going to be talk about. Because hmm. the, I, and I've loved playing games since I was five. And it didn't used to be like this. I mean, for the first 25 years of me playing games, I never had to deal with any of this crap. The, the worst I had to deal with is the game was broken when I bought it and didn't play. That was the biggest problem I had. Is the game designer couldn't get the thing out right and it sucked. I didn't get ripped off every time I bought a game. Like I played a ton of great games. Some of them suck. Some of them didn't. But I wasn't having to deal with this nonsense. So it didn't bother me as much. And, and I think that's why I get so passionate about it. It's because speculative investors were getting into our space and trying to make money off the idea that we would spend money on this stuff. 
And that's why I don't like it. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> I think I'll, on that, I will end that section off for the evening. It's been absolutely fantastic. Jeez, we, we filled almost two hours of content. That's that's yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut some of that out. That's still good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we had to make up for Des as well. Des is uh, a little bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, no, but thanks everyone for listening to our esoteric dive into the world of the very brief world of crypto and uh, gaming <laughs> this week. Uh, but yeah, you've been listening to Pear and Lex as Des is on illness break, I guess. Yeah, um, but yes, if you do have any feedback or would like to recommend a topic for one of us to discuss, uh, you can definitely head over to our Discord, which will be in the description of this podcast. Um, if you'd like to discuss what we discussed this week, you can actually head over to a channel we call The Water Cooler, where all that exposition happens. If you do enjoy our podcast, uh, please, 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 please make sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify or even better yet, write a review on iTunes. And more importantly, better yet than never, I mean, as we can see today with the Digital Beanie Babies, um, (laughs) share this podcast with your friends. That would be excellent and fantastic. I can't wait for the day that somebody's like, somebody recommend this podcast to me. I'm like, oh, finally, it's happened. Um, But yes, well, once again, thanks everyone for listening. And remember, take your hand, grip it firmly around your wallet, (laughs) and hold on tight. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.